Um, it is Friday the 21st. We're on beer number eight. It's a nice gigantic can for you, and I don't even have to pick mine up because I can smell it from across the room. Can you? I absolutely can. Mm. I don't know if anyone else, As soon as I poured it out, I could smell it. And so I, uh, I have a good idea, at least what the style is. Yep. I believe it's a pale lager. <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, I feel like it's a Mexican lager or yeah, something. Uh, definitely a macro. <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely some. I think I, I, did, did I sneak a Budvar can in there somewhere. I'm getting like resinous, piney type notes. Mm. I'm getting that classic, mm. that thing that no one likes anymore about beer, mm. IPA thing. Yeah. yeah, it's actual bitterness. <laughs> you mean mm. there's bitterness? There's Why? actually bitterness What's in there. What's going on? Why is it so clear? I feel like there's something wrong with it. Yeah. I feel like West Coast IPA as a style. I feel like the Haze boys are going to be upset with this one. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's yeah, definitely a bitter West Coast IPA. Is it, is it double IPA or do you yeah. reckon? Yeah. That's the first thing it's, I thought of. Mm. I actually don't rem- I, I think I'm, I realize now what this can is. But when I poured it out, I didn't realize that this was the beer we were doing today. So. Just that, that color just looks a little bit dark. looks like it'll be a little bit chewier. Maybe like the malt bill's gone up it's a got bit. That, the, it's got the, a bit of a bite to it. There you know? is a slight bit of chewiness on the, um, on the palate, but not too much. I don't like too much like caramel malts in my, in my IPAs, to be honest. Um, but yeah, it's not I'm going to go on a limb and say there is dextrose in this beer. Dextrose? To dry yeah. it out. Yeah, it's pretty dry. Yeah, it's crisp at the finish. And I'm going to say like 8%. Yeah, Yeah, I'm feeling like 7 or 8. Oh, eight something plus. like that. Yeah, yeah I it's think, pretty I big, think huh? 8, eight yeah. at least, yeah. But not, not super, like not in the high single so, digits. Let, can we talk about something real quick? Because I've been, I'm wondering this for ages, and I, I still can't figure it out. Why are the bigger beers in the bigger cans and the smaller beers in the smaller cans? It's always annoyed me. Seriously. <laughs> I don't understand. Why is it, why is it backwards? That's Here's backwards. a stronger beer. That's, why don't you get more drunk? And that's why you call me a drunk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's like, and I understand it with big bottles because people are like, they argue it's better for cellaring. Uh, and these are share bottles. Yeah, share yes. bottles. But with, yeah. The, the with cans, IPAs. Why especially the, with IPAs. Why is the double, like, fi- like a good example is Pirate Life. Yes. Why is the double IPA in the 500 mil and can? The mos- and, the and the mosaic. And the mosaic. Well, and now it's in 330s as well. Oh, is it? And why is everything else? It's a statement, isn't it? It's just purely big beer. Balls. Here's a big can. Yeah. Yeah. I think it did balls. come it's from that kind of classic, um, you know, special beers are in bigger bottles and we'll release it as such. And it kind of translated onto IPAs for some reason. Yeah. I think it makes more sense with stouts because sometimes you want to age them. but Or share them. And it might yeah, be or share them. The, the, yeah. I mean, bottle shops like this, a lot of the import uh, 473 mil from the States. Yeah, and that's pints. So, yeah. And you've got them next to each other. So you might be looking at them going, you know, am I going to go buy this big one or am I going to get the wee Australian one? <laughs> well, the other thing is I th- I'm pretty sure that the Americans just don't give a fuck because they pour everything at 9% in a big fucking pint glass. And, and they sell it for just the same and, price Yeah, for well. the same price as we're selling, you know, our, our really small ABV beers for them. But here in Australia, it's, I feel like we're just kind of nabbing off the uh, American way of doing it, where we're like, oh, let's put all of our big beers in the 500 mil cans. And it's like, dude, that's a lot of beer. Mm. And for me, as a, just a drinker at home with like kids and, and a little bit older, and just I just can't, I can't have this whole beer. So what I would do, uh, I should, probably shouldn't admit this, what I would do is drink half of this can and pour the other half down the sink. No! I would. And the reason why I would is because... I don't have to pay for them. Yeah, <laughs> true. But, but also because I just can't have that much alcohol. If I'm, yeah. if, especially if I want to try two or three in one night. Yeah. Um, so we, should we talk about this beer? I feel like we're looking at Australia because just because I don't think we would have put something in like an IPA style 
from another country just for freshness sake. I feel like you're deducing. Yeah. Mm. But that's like my only reasoning. Like otherwise I would not be able to this tell. This tastes fresh as and fuck. It, yeah, it yep. smells fresh. This smells yeah. amazing. I feel like we wouldn't get a beer that tastes like Oh, hang like on. This. There's one that's just been released from down the road. You've, no, Pete's like, he's on the track. He's so good. Yeah. You've guessed the last two, haven't you? And hang on. <laughs> oh. Oh. And uh, Jonathan uh, yes. was uh, was talking about his son and dinosaurs earlier. Is that what it is? Oh. oh. Yes, yeah, uh, yeah. I feel like you nailed it, Pete. Can we release? Guess I feel it? like reveal. he gets to be a reveal. Dipopotamus. Dip- yeah, it is. It's the Dip- sauce. Dipopotamus. Dipopotamus. Dip- I was there making you, some clever there, references. There you go, Mike. Over. I do like yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thanks to Mike for actually coming through with this. Uh, the candidate on the bottom is legit. It is uh, packaged on uh, November nineteenth. Okay, so, so it'll be like a month old. Yeah, but we packed yeah. this, which is pretty. Like, we packed this yeah. on the twenty like sixth. So yeah. we packed this six days old. Yeah. And this is about as good as you're going to get for so he was going an advent calendar. Yeah. And in, exactly. in the Crafty Pint, they just did the, the Nipah um, thing with his bubble and squeak that came out on top. Um, and basically, the freshest one came fifth, and the one that was a month old came uh, first. Well, who'd have thought? So That's he thought, you know, it does take a little while for the beer to settle down. So that The might same be, thing I've been might, saying to everybody. Yeah. yeah. All around the world day, forever. Yeah, day one's not as good as... Yeah, pretty day good. one New England IPAs are gross. Yeah. They, they they don't taste good. I don't understand why people are freaking. You know what? You know what breweries in the states do. And I and I so I went and visited um, a bunch of breweries, obviously in the states. But I visited the guys at American Solera. He told me that they hold their beer in the tank under pressure yeah, for three to four weeks before canning it because they know that all the fanboys want the day one can freshness. Yeah, but that's, they also know that the beer doesn't taste good for the first two. So that's or three al- weeks. almost like lagering. Yeah, it well, almost yeah, is. it's classic conditioning, right? Like, yeah. everyone should do it with every beer. Like, they shouldn't release a beer that shouldn't be drunk on day one. Well, what they said to me... Like, unless it's like an old ale or imperial stout or something. What I, this is what I thought was interesting. They said there's two ways to do it. Either you can fight what the consumer already wants by saying, hold, you know, it's day one, but it's not going to be good for three weeks. Or you yeah. can just decide that for the consumer and say it's ready on day one and just don't tell them you aged yeah. it for three weeks. It's awesome. Yeah, I like Smart it. way of doing business. Anyway, this beer. Um, what about this beer? I've never had a West Coast IPA from Source. This is a double IPA. Double IPA. It is 8.2%, by yeah. the way. Nice. You were very close. Can Sauce fix their packaging? I love <laughs> Mike. I love I, Sauce. I like their beer. Yeah. This just, I just don't I like this I can't can. see anything wrong with it. I know. You're, you're not upset at all, are you, Pete? I just feel like, this is, like, I feel like it could be better. So what's on the can? Is it a, it's a black it's can a with a green wrap yeah. all the way around the top half. Yeah. And it just says Dipopotamus. Yeah. I feel like that's why, like, when people are surprised by when they hear, like, Sauce Best doing an IPA, I feel like it's just the, it's the, this is exactly what I'm getting at. It's yeah. the marketing aspect that um, I think it sets, sometimes gives breweries, like, a weird, you know, thing to overcome. Mm. Uh, not that I'm saying this is bad marketing. I, I love the name. I like their logo. I like the idea behind it. I just feel like it's just a bit plain. Yeah, but obviously, obviously, marketing does pay off and you've got to spend it at some stage because, sure. you know, be, you know, obviously, Brewdog. Look, if this most was... Their beers, if this was in a garage in project can yeah. with a bunch of fancy artwork, oh yeah, the people would be talking about how this it is one of the best beers the of the year. Yeah, it does Seriously. fly off the shelf. By it does. The way. Okay, cool. No, no, that's good. No, because that, that, yeah. everyone has figured out now. It's taken a while, but everyone's figured out now yeah. that Sauce's beers are actually really good. Yeah, especially their hoppy stuff. They know how to utilize hops. They, they are really, like I've, I've only ever had the New Englands, and they're, they're pretty good. And I'm also talking very candidly. Yes. So like as a uh, like I, I don't think I don't, I don't think I'm saying anything mean. I just feel like that personally. That's what I feel like, but. As far as the beer inside it, it's um, it's amazing. Yeah, it's just the marketing's not for me. The, don't, that, that, don't judge a book by its cover. That particular type of packaging, though, is, is one of the kind of challenges of small 
small scale production those it is right and at least we've seen people now invest in these kind of the, their branded cans which they do the wraparound like era. modus kind so of like modus do it akasha batch. were doing it or are, are still doing it batch so they've got their some level of branding in place and then they're customizing that based on the individual beer no I, I like the concept and i think it's i like the interchangeable concept and just print the labels it's a really great idea maybe it's just me look it's like it could just be a personal thing yeah I, I, I don't personally, like, in, in terms of as aesthetic, I personally prefer something like, you know, your Three Ravens with a whole kind of funky pattern to it. If it's just plain, kind of like the Modus or this one, I don't know, it's not eye-catching. Having said that, though, now that they've done it enough, I feel like when you see it on the shelf... Oh, yeah, you'll recognize you it. you recognize it, it yeah. as sauce. Yeah. So maybe they've accomplished their goal. Yeah, that, that kind of tall can with the wraparound thing especially with the, the silver cans has become the aesthetic of New England IPAs true uh, it is in American so so much so that I can't remember which large brewery it was that did it but they released a, a wraparound silver can for a limited release beer yeah even though they could clearly invest in a full you know branded can with artwork and everything but that was the aesthetic that they're yeah. you know that they're delivering to consumers I mm. guess that makes sense yeah the other thing I was thinking about is um on this style, this seems to have just gotten become so passe. The idea of doing a West Coast big, IPA, you know, I fuck actually, you in the face IPA. I, I miss them. I miss them. Do you though? I do. I don't actually miss them. I'm I, I'm just playing devil's advocate. No, no I, I, I miss I, them. I, I like, like them. It, it's one of my favorite. Like the the really dry, bitter, super hoppy IPAs. I it, miss. I don't miss the really kind of caramelly ones, as, no, as I said earlier, but. Well, like yeah. the like the actual like double IPA, imperial yeah. IPA kind the, of thing. The, the kind of new school West Coast IPA, rather than the old school. See, I really so miss. this is one of my least favorite styles. Okay, I would interesting. Like, I would say, I, I I find I find that this is what happens whenever you let customers control what yeah. happens in the marketplace. Like you get this like a huge dry hop edition, no malt balance, just like punch you in the face IPA, and like they like for. 10 years, this was like the coolest thing on earth, right? Everyone had their double IPA release. I mean, you still see remnants of it, right? You have like, you know, Bent, uh, the Bent Smoke, uh, uh, what do you call it? Crusher 8 just came out, and then yep. there's like Corbin D, and then there's Tusk Day, and like yeah. everyone still d- does their thing. Yeah. But I just, um, yeah, I, I never liked the style. Mm. Um, I actually don't like hops that much. I'm not a huge hop fan. Okay. So I guess what I'm saying is it doesn't really matter what I think, like, because oh, yeah. there's, there's beer styles for everybody. Yeah. And, you know, and I think there, and what I'm getting at is obviously there is a group of people who still want this. So if brewers, if you're listening, people still want double IPAs with a bunch of piney resinous hops in them. I we still want them. Yeah, I mean there are, and and there are people who go to the pub and drink beer that yeah. want them. But we I do mean, need more variety. Yeah, I don't feel like everything doesn't have to be pineapple no. tropical. Fruit and it doesn't haze. have to be like I like I, I like the kind of you know mid like six six to seven percent maybe. Once it starts getting eight plus to thirteen. So that's when you're, just, talking, about, just well, that's when you're too, talking about double as it just, well. It just gets, gets a bit too boozy. And, so what is yeah. the Pliny the Younger at? Uh, seven-ish, like seven and a half. No, that's Elder. What, I'm talking about the Younger. Oh, the Younger. Is I've that never 10%? Had the, yeah, is never that 11? Yeah, 10 or 11, yeah. So it's pretty big too. Yeah. And that's the quintessential like triple IPA. Cellar makers make a bunch of the triple IPAs. There are that group of like, I would say they're around the 38 to 45-year-old guys yeah. who this, this is still the coolest thing. So um, mm. should we say anything about sauce? I feel like... Or like, yeah. if you have five seconds to talk about, I've never sauce. been to Sauce to be honest. Sauce is a great venue. Yeah, it's um, a very, very good venue. Really gorgeous outdoor area. Um, Mike, uh, who started Sauce, awesome guy. They seem to be nailing like a certain thing that Americville was missing, which is like 
kind of this in between the the pallets and you know milk crate vibe and this like upscale vibe. It's like it's like it's really nice like to go to a place that it doesn't feel like they spent twenty dollars on everything. Mm. Like you can tell they spent money on it. Yeah, they invested some time. The brew house is gorgeous. They've got a canning line and they seem to be kicking goals because like between this and the bubble and squeak, um, I, uh, the trouble and squeak was awesome. They had like a breakfast smoothie that I really liked. They also we I think we did a side by side with an imperial stout once. If they had like a bourbon barrel aged imperial stout. Tasted awesome. So I don't know if you, you Tim, you've been there more. Than I, I've most. been there. Probably most familiar with the hop forward beers. Uh, I know they do kind of saison style thing. And, and yeah, the saucy was great. Yeah, and and a couple of yeah, like you said, imperial stout things which have been in, in barrels, which are quite interesting. But they, they seem to be uh, attracting most attention for the the New England styles and like these kind of IPAs. Yeah. Well, and I believe by the time we do this, it'll be over. But they are they did do a thing at the noble hops which is like 12 hazy beers 12, 12 haze of christmas it, or something it's happening to not, oh yeah. it's as we record it's happening yeah. uh, as we record on the 13th yeah. okay well sounds awesome sorry yeah. sorry you missed it yeah <laughs> it sucks to be you yeah all right um i guess that's it for the day yeah uh, thanks well, to mike from sauce for coming through yeah. he really did kind of go out of his way to make sure we had this super fresh and we really appreciate that and yeah. sorry i bagged on your branding mike, <laughs> we love you it's it's constructive criticism. he was actually in the shop today <laughs> buying beer so now i feel really bad <laughs> So, and that's the oh, that's the first beer guest as well. Right now, he's riding his bike around Tasmania. So yeah, enjoy your enjoy your time, and we'll keep buying beer from you. We promise. All right, uh, see you all tomorrow.